This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time. It's tricky. It's tricky. 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 That's right. You know what's tricky? Putting together a podcast for like, I don't know, eight, ten years, however the hell long we've been at this. But we're still at it. Because that's our commitment to sit around and talking about a bunch and uh, a bunch, a bunch of nonsense with y'all listeners. And tonight we're gonna talk about some sweet nonsense, whatever nonsense to getting us off lately, which is a docket. We're gonna talk about what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're playing. That is awesome to us right now. It's time to get tricky with another episode of Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle. Hey, Corey. Yeah, you guys ready to do this one without me? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a puke bucket nearby? I. That's the weird thing. I am the closest to being dizzy off my balls without puking. Oh, no. That I've ever been in my life. This might be the line as defined by stop. Stop before you get to this line. That might be. I know my limit, and I'm at my limit. (laughs) 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 Why does that sound familiar? (laughs) Episode 200, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Mike, I know my limit, and I'm at my limit. I know my limit, and I am. I approached my limit 30 minutes ago. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Fly Casual, episode number, I don't give a fart. 364. It doesn't 365. matter. 365. This podcast is so old, it transcends That's what I said. That age. Says 368. Yep. Uh, and that's one episode for every day of the year. That's right. If we you start now. Yeah. If you started Fly Casual now with an episode per day, you would not finish it till 2024. What's up now, bitches? Oh, uh, is what I'm saying. Double up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Double up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Double I'm just up. constantly burping over and here that's right now. Upgrade with two Ds. I like that tricky yeah. song in that uh, Can't Hardly Wait movie. It's a good movie. Oh my gosh. Is that, was it in that? Yeah, dude. When they introduce, uh, what's his name? Uh, his character. Who's, who's that guy from? <laughs> There's a lot of characters. In Austin that movie. Powers, uh, Dr. Evil's son, Green. Oh, oh Seth Green. Green. Is yeah, that yeah. the scene that's from? Can't Hardly Wait came out 1998. That was our Garrick and I's high school graduation year. Therefore, making Can't yeah. Hardly Wait, which is a graduation movie, our. Do you guys dance to that at prom? No, everybody was still doing Green Day. Uh, hope you had the time of your life. Oh. Hope you had the time of your life. Hope you had the time of your life. Good riddance. You know, that what was the, everybody's the year after us time. got the faculty as their graduation movie. I feel like we won that. Yeah, we won. Yeah. Hands down. Hands down. Can't hardly wait. I don't Great feel like movie. that movie gets as much love as it deserves these days. I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt was in it, and they make fun of Jennifer Love Hewitt in the movie. 
They call her no, Jennifer Love fun. Huge Tits. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, no, I they do. that was uh, that, they, they called her Gwyneth, but with way no, bigger. Boobs. Jennifer Love Huge Tits. That's from um, that's from not another teen movie. It is. Yes. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Gwyneth, but with way bigger boobs. That's, that's right. That's one of the best romantic comedies ever made. Yeah, can't hardly wait. Phenomenal <laughs> movie with oddly a strange amount of references to actual literary people. A lot of Star Wars references too. True, true that. And mm-hmm. the last movie I remember the kid from every '90s movies in the kid from Hook. What the about kid from Bob? Hook. Yes. Yeah. I can't feel my come. legs. <laughs> I know this song. And he gets up there and sings "Paradise City" like yeah. front to back. That was awesome. It's got yeah. JD from uh, the Scrubs. The yeah, Scrubs. dude. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. He was in that. Yeah, Can't Hardly Wait. Go back. If you've never seen Can't Hardly Wait, go back and feel like what it was like in 1998, graduating from high school with the chick from Nickelodeon trying to get people to sign her yearbook. Yeah. Clarice explains it I all. Had a, the, a great 90s soundtrack. To Clarissa, it. not Clarice. I went, I went too far. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, Clarissa explains it all, not uh, Clarice from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Clarice of the Lambs. explains it. Are the lambs still screaming, Clarice? Explain it all to me, will you? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fly Casual. Hey. I'm, uh, I'm Corey, barely holding it together. Over there's Mike. Hello. Hi, Mike. How's it going? I'm all right. How about you? I'm, do- I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm fairly certain that barely I'm Barely here. here? Yeah. Sort of here? Yeah. There may be at some point, I might not be here anymore, but for now, I'm here. We, if we hear retching noises from the corner, we know you've excused yourself. <laughs> yep, you'll know that I will no longer be part of the episode. Over there, Master Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. So the year I graduated, uh-huh. Independence Day came out. Oh, that's a good movie, too. Not exactly a, a graduation Yeah, I don't film. know in 96 if there was graduation. I'm trying to look that up real quick. I don't know if there was one. No, 96 was nobody's year, Howie. Uh, Happy Gilmore is 96. Uh, Oh, that's a good movie, too. Still not really a graduate. I mean, kind of, kind of not. You know what? We should pick a year and try to fight what movie was the best. Graduation movie? No, any movie. Like, 96 was the best movie. We all fight. Oh, it can't be 96. Actually, let's just disqualify the 90s in total. Oh, man! If there was a decade where movies fail to transcend time, I don't know. Beavis and Butthead to America was in ninety six. All right, I stand corrected. Apparently, <laughs> didn't think uh, Independence Day transcended time and space. I did at the time, and I know it, better now. It literally transcended the Cable Guy space. That movie didn't. Get, that movie Mars was ahead Attacks. Of time. Come on! Oh my god! Over there, Titanic. Cross, down, cross spawn down a few. Despite picking up the Birdcage, La Caja Phantom. With Billy Zane? I feel like you're all Kingpin. making my case for me. <laughs> Carrick, not Jay Hardy. A broken Arrow. Oh, God. But that movie is actually really terrible. Oh, dude, Black the sheep. 90s. Was Black a- Sheep, man. Yeah, Tommy Boy, Black Sheep. Fargo. Fargo like, was classic. As a whole, you're going to find some <laughs> that transcend, but I feel like as a whole... The 90s was a weird genre pulp of black hole for movies. There's like, What about Boz Lerman's Romeo and Juliet? I feel like you're, again, <laughs> just making my case for me. Boz Lerman, though. You like Boz Lerman. That thing you do. That's the Jerry Maguire, show me the money. Oh, my God. The See? English patient having sex in a bathtub. Please keep going. Keep going. I'm touching my nipples. 
Train spotting? Yep. Well, okay, train spotting. Train falling into a poop. Jerry Maguire. I mean, for the night he said. He already so. said it. Show me the oh, money. You did say. And yeah. again, that yeah. is so ninety. Like, like we had to pretend Cuba Gooding Jr. was cool. He is cool. Mm, was the sound that I would make? Is, is you're cool? just too That's drunk cool. to know better? No, I feel like I I. I love 90s movies, but it's hard to find ones that transcend time. There are a few grumpy old men, grumpy old men, like grumpy old men was grumpier old men was 2000s. But like, uh, here we go. Here's one. Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Again, 1996. That doesn't count. Of all time. <laughs> it's a long way to Tipperary <laughs> to the oh, sweetest girl I know. My Interocitor is way better than that one. <laughs> Star Trek. You have an Interocitor? Oh, look at that. Breach Hall, we all die. Even had it underlined twice. <laughs> Scream? Scream came out in 90s. Uh, yep, perfect example. Like, <laughs> the 90s was the weirdest Star decade. Trek First Contact. Uh-huh. The Christian Mission Impossible. Yep. <laughs> and the the worst this, N64 this game ever. This could quite possibly be the best year for movies ever. Oh, so man. We, you're, you're saying there's going to be a decades off and fly casual future? <laughs> Es- escape from LA. Dragon <laughs> uh-huh. Ball: The Path to Power. Oh, that uh, the, you just you just literally ruined Garrick's uh, si- oh, sardonic no. argument. Oh no! Stop, <laughs> Nutty Professor. There you go. Whew, brought it back. <laughs> Again, the original exceeds the remake. I'm just saying. Does it? Yeah. Does it though? Yeah. Yeah. You got left for dead. Remember the crow? All the, the kids in your school dressing the, the, up like the, the crow for that yeah. one year? Yes, I sure do. The crow, to me, is if you boil down 90s to a, a syrupy reduction, the crow is the movie you end up with. Space Jam featuring one <laughs> Michael Jordan. Not Michael B. Jordan. No, definitely superior to the second Space Jam, which does feature Michael uh, B. Jordan. Uh, but no, agree. Uh, seriously, the '90s, the weirdest decade for movies. Aladdin three, okay. <laughs> <laughs> eh? straight to video. Aladdin three was I Aladdin like- two not straight to video. <laughs> Wait, what? Return yeah, of Jafar. Margo. Yeah, again, there are some gem. There are some. Mr. Excuse Wrong. me, diamonds in the rough to follow the <laughs> Aladdin theme. Aladdin. Yep, that's all that we named all the movies that came out in '96. It's too bad Mike couldn't be here for this podcast. I'm. Oh, we already do the introductions. I I legitimately. Yes, we did. Hey guys, Mike, do you have any news? Uh, we can try again. Sure. All right, here's it comes. Maybe some news. Let's see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) All right, much news we can get. Mike, roll one d (laughs) twenty. No, one d fifty-two. Yeah, fifty-two. Well, this boys. is where Garrick does things like sound like this. <laughs> hey, roll a 52. <laughs> I rolled me a dice as big as a whale. <laughs> I, Mike, you almost got a shower of zero sugar sun kiss just now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I barely kept that in. Well, um, I don't uh, know. Uh, uh, Chiefs uh, are in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Wow. As an OG Ohio boy before I was really a Chicago Oh, no, boy, here it goes. Really trying to alienate Can we around. talk oh, about the worst what? officiating nah. of all time? Nah, because I don't care. In that <laughs> chiefs Bengals game that I didn't watch but just watch YouTube videos about <laughs> afterward. The, the officiating this year, uh, I watched 
you know, not a lot. All time worst game. It, it's been awful. I like, feel like the NFL is just terrible. trying to kill itself. I think yeah. it's been a landmark, Feels like, like worst year of officiating anybody's ever seen. Yeah. Ever. Like, I, I honestly didn't watch the game live, but, uh, you know, I do. Again, the Bengals were my team when I was little. And I was watching like some of the recaps and I was like, holy balls. <laughs> yeah. The memes this are pretty funny. insane. <laughs> yeah. The memes are good. They, they literally will like touch a quarterback and call like, you know, roughing yeah, the passer. Pretty, and yeah. then like in the next drive for the other team, they'll, they'll like literally dig a hole, throw the quarterback in and stomp <laughs> on it. And they're like nothing. They will, they will pull the know, quarterback's mom out of the fan <laughs> and gang rape her on field and no call. While well, they high five the refs. Yeah, well, <laughs> if you don't believe that there isn't some kind of, uh, it's conspiracy, weird. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, for the longest of time, it's not hard to get your tinfoil cap on these days about uh, about commercial, <laughs> commercially driven sports officiating. It's getting it's getting to the point where it's almost harder to deny than it is to, you know, make the case that like stuff's going sour. Like yeah. it, and it feels and, it, and it's especially when you get into playoff season. Like it feels like uh, like during the regular season you're like eh, I mean that was weird eh, and then you get a playoff season you're like what the hell was that <laughs> you know it, it's so bad like uh, the Washington uh, the Washington football team <laughs> no they're the Commanders now are they the Commander I <laughs> yeah, had no they, idea they were oh, geez, like man. almost made the playoffs I think and they had, they almost won the game that would have sent them to the playoffs not the but Commanders in chief because that's racist they, just they the Commanders. They threw a, a pass into the end zone, and the only two people are the receiver and the defender. And the def- there's screenshots of this still, and the defender's literally like hugging the guy from behind. Yep. Jeez. And the ball's like in the air almost to him, and they didn't call it. Yep. It's no call. It's yep. like, this is it's trash. I've been saying for about five years that the NFL's not worth my attention or stress anymore. Yeah. Because it's like once you get to the playoffs, it's just it's a shit show. Yeah, and it's, like I, I just the rules have been since, all over the place. Yeah, too. I, yeah, and since I've since I've kind of bailed for that, I feel like it keeps getting worse. And I'm like, oh my god, maybe I wasn't just being like a rage monster. Maybe I was actually onto something. Like it because it keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. I don't know y'all. You know, I used to, I, <laughs> when there's a lot of ball. money involved, mm-hmm. people are going to try to make it. In their favor. Well, yeah. add on top of this, I I don't know what the numbers have been. I mean, they had been down some years. I think they've kind of rebounded a little, but um, just football in general, though. I mean, just at, at the local levels, I mean, it's dying off. Mm. I mean, it's yeah. you have to wonder Careful. what it's going to be like in 10, 20 years. Why? Why is it dying I know off? We're, we are not an ESPN podcast. No. Spodcast? <laughs> Spodcast. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. I mean, there's Why a... do you believe that the NFL has been why the NFL or why football, football in general? In general. In general? There's a lot of helicopter things. parenting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Interesting. Cuz it's 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 the 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 CTE we're afraid of. Well, I have to even wonder if it's uh if it's not even driven by parents, maybe it's it's kids. Kids have no interest in it anymore. Yeah. Ooh, why? Kids, uh, that hurt. Dive deep, well, effer. I, I can tell you, my son. He's like, I don't want to go out there and hit a bunch of dudes. 
Yeah, I, mean, I just feel like not that, everybody's son is out there going, yeah, yeah, I'm going to murder some effort. I no, was but you know what? Guy. When I was young, I wanted to guys, play that guy on stage. I didn't want to be that guy in real life. When I was young, we had guys that went out for the football teams. That You were on the football had, team. I was, and I, I started my senior year, and, and I, you know, I, I did pretty good with it, but there were guys on the team that never played. But they still did it because it was the in thing. It was the thing to do. I, I was a choir dude and the theater dude. And the notice I didn't say geek. I know that traditionally choir geek, theater geek. But at my school, I felt like it was just a counterculture. It wasn't really geeky. It was just counter. I remember the first time the show choir performed in front of the actual student body. And there was a few people who were acting like asses. And the rest of the school berated the hell out of them because they're like look at these efforts getting up here and putting it all out like look like for the 90s we're pretty damn foot forward you know what i mean when it came to theater nobody was like ah, a bunch of theater geeks it was like no these are the people putting their shit out like you're putting it all out there in front of everybody and people kind of res- in my mind I mean, we always- <laughs> but my school uh, no 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 i'm like for like for like a, a middle cl- upper middle class whitey school mm-hmm. They were pretty progressive in that regard. You went to South. Okay, so, what? yeah. I mean, I went to a school that, when it was built, was essentially a country school, but then they started busting in the inner city kids. We were like a really weird mix. Yeah, no, of kids. straight up. But, I mean, you I mean, and I both lived right next to the school for but a hot I would, minute. I would say, I mean, <laughs> the, the band kids were always affectionate. And this is a different time, folks, so... Bear with me here, but I mean, the band kids always refer to themselves as the band. F-A-G-S. Yes, right. Gay slur. Yeah. No, (laughs) I mean, in your time, I mean, in the the 40s, that was acceptable. But you know what? But in the 40s. But what I'm trying to say, though, is there was really no animosity toward those kids. I mean, at least when I went there. Everybody kind of got along. I mean, it was weird. Everybody was kind of comfortable with their pockets. Well, I think we also have to remember that. The high schools that are portrayed on TV are are not indicative of Midwest high schools at all. No. No. That's very true. Now, yeah, you get, you're you right. get Texas, you get California, and that's all you get. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I would. Yeah, maybe it's more Midwest type schools. Yeah, my but, high school, like the the band we when I went there, we were very progressive. Mike, we called them band freaks. Oh, freaks. Okay, and Ooh. actually, no, they called themselves. I know band that's freaks. what I'm saying. That's what I was like. Trying to it say. was self professed. Like, oh right. no, no, I'm a band freak. Right. You know, it's like yes, I admit that I am like totally like fragile and acne covered, <laughs> which was like eighty to but they owned it. But they owned it. They owned it, and they they were actually. They lived it like they they like this is the lot. This is the DNA I was given. I'm going to roll with this. Like these were like my freshman year when I first moved here. These were all my friends. You know, I got over. I I way outgrew them. But (laughs) but like, no, they were proud of it. It was like, this is what I do. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to like play pet band. I'm going to do march band. I'm going to be out here 30 hours a day. Yeah, do a right. marching band practice with our band director up on a cherry picker because I don't know importance. I just I you know I remember back in those days. I mean everybody went to all the football games. Everybody went to all the basketball games. Everybody went to all of the theater performances. Everybody went to the band. <laughs> no, Garrick. By the time you and I got there, all of, like I believe that's not just a Midwest thing. I believe like seriously by the time the mid nineties rolled around, we got over it. Yeah, yeah, like like uh. We started watching Can't to, Hardly Wait. Going to high school in Indiana, like basketball was always way bigger than 
football to begin with. That's there's like, truth to that. Yeah. Like I, I, I attended two high schools. I moved halfway through my sophomore year and my first high school was up North Indiana and kind of a, uh, smaller town and it was all basketball all the time i don't remember <laughs> kind of a smaller town a aka the fifth biggest town in indiana <laughs> basically well, I Garrick, mean, comparatively Garrick's, to like yeah. high school was hoosiers yeah, yeah basically it was yeah, i was more or less hoosiers and like i don't even remember the football team it was it was all uh basketball and some baseball like we had a baseball player go straight to the mets from high school which was oh huge. dang yeah and then I moved to Indianapolis and again, all basketball, you know, final, uh, final fours here sometimes and all that stuff. So yeah, I, uh, it was never a huge thing. Like you'd see football players walking around in their yeah. jerseys every so often, but. Yeah. Um, now I had a little bit different experience yeah. because I went, I went probably to, well, I went to the smallest high school in Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. Yeah. And so, uh, and our football team was like the worst football team of all time. <laughs> we were lucky to get that's one, true. I remember. Yeah, we were lucky to get one win a season. Yeah, and that, it was always a we big always, deal when they did. We Elmer's always won tonight, yeah, guys. We always tried to pick that for homecoming. That was the but you had that yeah, Billy for, Joel pet band. Yeah. But I was yeah. I was one of the I was in the band, so I I had to go to every football game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we had, from what I remember. Uh, you know, fairly decent crowds for the size of school. Yeah. Had. Yeah. Uh, if you had but, any bigger crowds, they would have fallen yeah. into the gravel pit right next to the school. But I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was just me or I, I always felt like and it could be just their school size too, that there was no distinction between no. people who were in sports right. and who were in band right. and yep. who were, so I went, I went to a big I went to have some outliers who were like, okay, they're right. weird, yeah. but so I was in I was people. in high school for half the same time you were, Howie. Yeah. Like honestly, like way before Mike started collecting AARP. <laughs> no, I mean around the same time, technically. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um and my high school was a wealthy, known as a wealthy, and a much bigger school than much bigger than I went to upper middle class to like straight up upper yeah, class school. Yeah. What what was the size of your school when you were going there? Uh, roughly, I want to say it was bigger than my college, but my college was small. I'm going to say it was about 2,800, 2,500. Yeah, so you're about but, three times the size. Yeah, of like, I, but I also could be way off because numbers are not my forte for remembering I think things. Today they have about three thousand. Okay, so probably lower 2000s, most likely back then, maybe 18 to two. Um, But like our football team was meh. Our band was like state champions and our baseball was decent and our basketball was decent. Nothing was stellar. Right. And I didn't go to a lot of football games. But when I, their band, marching our, band. Oh, our band was leading yeah. like our division in state, like, and they worked for it. So the band freaks again wore that as a badge of honor. Yeah. And there was not anybody on that football team who would ever belittle the band because they knew that half <laughs> oh, yeah. half the people in the stands were Those there guys, to see the band. Well, yeah. just to put it in perspective, the football players, you know, when they're doing two a days over the summer. Hell, yeah. didn't hold a candle to the guys that got there in the band at six in the morning. Six or seven in the morning. <laughs> and they were there all day. I transferred down from <laughs> Chicago crazy. for my freshman yeah, year. And I and I and the I was talking to the guidance counselor at the school who were thinking about moving into the district. And he's like, What well, do you play an instrument? I'm like, Yeah. And he's like, What do you play? I said, I play saxophone. Like, are you want are you a shin band? I said, I like playing the jazz band. 
And he's like, you got to be in the marching band for that. I went, no. Because <laughs> every time we were out there looking at houses, my family, the marching band was out there practicing. Was out there practicing. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Not happening. Also, he's a liar. I could have been in the jazz band without oh, being in the marching band, but I didn't learn that until a couple years recruit. later. I, exactly, <laughs> right? To you. I, I kind of want to drop a note on his yeah. Facebook still. We, uh, <laughs> yeah, our marching band, we weren't quite as, we couldn't be quite as uh, that crazy, but we you guys didn't have a cherry picker. That's all. Well, we did. We did. <laughs> oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, but we, we did still. I mean, it was, you put in a ton of hours and. I, I, you know, people, there's a little respect there for that. For yeah. People. I mean, because, you know, you're putting in a ton of effort. and You couldn't have a mark back then, especially. And I don't, I don't know about now, but probably still. But back then, you could not have a marching band in Fort Wayne and be lackadaisical about it. Because, no. like, like, Homestead was dominating. Northrop was hot on its heels. You yes. know what I mean? Yep. Like we had serious competitors in Fort Wayne. So if you were even going to be like a starter marching band, you had to put your balls over the wall and actually show that you were in it to win it. Yeah. So that's a thing. That is that what we're talking about tonight? No, we were talking about like football it, no. and the loss of interest in it, but because marching bands <laughs> took over. <laughs> but I don't I think know. It's it, kind of interesting because uh, my oldest, she's like totally into sports. Uh, and she went to every football game and now granted but, she's from Chicago, but likes all anti-Chicago teams. So yeah, that's true. Um, but she, uh, of course she plays basketball. Well, not anymore. Their season's done. Uh, but she's a senior, but so. there's de- definitely seems a, little, a lot more interest in basketball still. Than, yeah. Than, uh, than the football. Again, she's from Chicago. <laughs> I mean, sorry, her age from Chicago. What does she have to remember uh, to be into really, football yeah. for? <laughs> oh, yeah. As a Bears fan, there was, a, there was a short period of time where she like was watching football all the time. Yeah, because she's a Packers but fan. But she still watches football, Damn. but right, um, not near as much as like basketball. I'm done with basketball by now. Just the so funny guys, thing but- is, like, I'm at the point now where I'm like more interested in basketball and football because I feel like football is just such a shit show. Honestly, I like I'm like turn on a college game of basketball, and I don't even care who's playing who. I'll just sit back the and enjoy. Problem is now they're watching. getting paid. Oh, yeah, I know it's weird. We live in a weird time. Sports, sports has been kind of. I'm, Thanks, Obama. I'm soured. <laughs> well, there's there's stuff going on now at the high school level where kids are getting recruited by coaches and transferring well, high schools, and it's see, ugh, and it used to starting be starting to become a problem. Yes, there's there's that and. I saw a little bit of that even in the in the 90s, but but even on top of that, now these kids, this like the travel leagues and all that stuff. And well, here anecdotally, um, so my daughter, when she was in middle school, she wanted to cheer, and we didn't have a cheer team. So being the good head that I am, I got on the committees and did all the stuff and restarted the cheer squad, right, just so my wow. daughter could be on it. Um, but anyway, so there was some You're girls. You're a good her, dad, I know, right? But there was um, there was a girl in her class, and she was always did those cheer competitive cheers, right? Yeah. At like the local Tumble X or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and you know we're like, oh <laughs> I hey, <am> well acclimated. <laughs> hey, you know, come cheer on your for your team now. You know yeah. that's the whole point, right? Why are we cheering otherwise? Never did because the competitive was so. And this is the same thing with commercial the competitive. Yeah, right. But I guess what my point is is there's such an emphasis on 
you know, the best and the best and, and my kid's going to have a career, you know, and we're going to go to college and blah, blah, oh, blah. Yeah. And, and the statistics are still the same, right? There's only so many slots at college level yep. and even fewer slots at the pro level. Yep. You know, so it, to me, it's and sad. the pro level for cheerleaders, I, uh, not that. A to me, it's sad. I blame, I blame beauty pageants. <laughs> to me, it's Thanks, sad Donald that Trump. there isn't any, there isn't real loyalty anymore, seemingly, to your your school and, there, and things like that. There's not be true to your school. Beach Boys be damned. It's all about <laughs> self at this point. Yes, correct. It's and all about self. Yeah. Well, back back when we were in high school, you didn't have an option. If you really, if you wanted to play football or if you wanted to play any sport. You were going to play for your high school team. Yeah. Because if I wanted to be in death of a salesman, I was playing Bernie Loman for my high school. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you're right. But that's that's all that was available. And I guess I, you can look at it two ways, right? You can look at it as the death of loyalty or whatever, but you could also look at it, oh, there's more opportunity and, you know, the good kids want to get together. But I, I just find that People a are gross. taking it into their own hands. It like, used to be that you rode the train you had. Right. You worked with the coaches as much as you could to influence, but you were on the train at the speed it was going. Now it's all about it's in this house. This is how we do it. And we're going to do whatever There's we need to no do. There's just no loyalty anymore. Done. There's no guys like, you know, a Reggie Miller anymore that played for the Pacers his entire career several times. Oh, could my have God. Reggie tra- Miller got, again? God. <laughs> could have himself traded off. He, let's just say he's not a freaking James, right? He's not a King James who chases no, the, not even the close. titles. <laughs> <laughs> he's, way, he's way better than him. Sorry. He knew how to get fouled. As a you knight. understand what I'm saying, though? As there's a, there's a sense do. of loyalty there. I okay. do, but I, I still... Oh, wait, Michael That is Jordan. way Shoot. gone. Nobody does that anymore. Shoot, we can't even say Michael Jordan. I lived in Chicago or Kobe at the Bryant. time. Same with, same with Kobe Bryant. I mean, he could have chased well, the money. He didn't. That No, he chased the ground. <laughs> oh, I was going to say... Wow. <laughs> He still had a lot, a lot of life left to play. Oh wait, <laughs> well wow. wasn't he? Wasn't he retired at that yes, point? Yes, he was retired. Technically, yeah. the, they come back. But, he, but no, no, I no. Mean, he could have. Tom Brady's saying it. he's retiring. So again, again, for real this time. Uh, <laughs> no, but for real. I don't want to talk. Unless can we no, go back and talk about Kobe Bryant dying before we talk about more <laughs> oh, Tom Brady? How about we just move on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, time to talk about the docket. Uh, football, yeah, gotta love it. <laughs> that was the most sports ball that has ever been discussed. I think yeah. in total, hey, even though the, oh, even though eighty percent of it was talking let, about band. Let me swing this back. Around. <laughs> I mean what I said. Let me swing uh, this back around so we can get okay. we can kind of clean put it, off the put it to sport. bed. Back to Hold the NFL. I, 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 I want to tell a true life story that happened to me this week. Oh no! Look out! Yeah, and it was an oh no. So I go into work two days a week. I work from home three days a week. Oh, no. And one of the days I was at work. Oh, no. I uh, (laughs) was doing my thing. Wait wait, wait for it. I actually was hanging out with Corey. Oh, no. Halfway through the day. you know, I was not at work with Howie. (laughs) No. I put that shit to bed a couple years ago. Thank God. But I went back to work. Oh no! I, I was eating some food in the in the car real quick, finishing up what I had. Okay, and then I, the I was like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta go. T- I gotta go take a poop. Oh ah! no! Wow, called so, it. So I got out. I got out of my car, and as I'm oh, walking no. to the door, I'm like, oh, Uh-oh. oh no! I, I'm, think, I'm thinking in my head. No. I'm like, at first, I was like, oh, I can go drop all my stuff as up. as, as a conscientious objector, but impartial observer. 
I know that at walking through the door, Howie is at least 70 feet from the clearest, the cl- soonest. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Nearest toilet. Yes. Uh, oh, so I was originally going to go up and drop all my stuff off and then, then go, but then realize, oh, you dropped as, something I, up. as I was walking, I was like, no, I don't have time for this shit because yeah. I have to take shit. You do have you don't have time. If you go it, up man. to the third floor, yeah. no. So I, not only that, it's going to be ice cold. Yeah, because the first Ooh. floor bathroom is a lot warmer than the third floor bathroom. So I for went some the reason. first floor bathroom. Ba- bathroom. Bathroom. This it hasn't the worst I've ever felt. Like oh, I've no. had to hurry more. You've um, you've had the scoots. I've had the scoots before, yeah. and this wasn't the Scooty worst of the scoots. <laughs> um, but I was putting all my stuff. Like hanging up my coat on the coat yep. thing in the stall oh, or yep. whatever. It's third and nine. And I had a drink in my hand. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you pooped in your drink? You pooped the drink. I pooped my drink. No. I, I had to set the drink down. Oh, dang, But son. I had to bend over to set it down. Oh, oh no. How he, how he found the, the Knight Rider turbo boost button. Yep. <laughs> and, and as soon as I sat the drink down, I was like, <laughs> did, did I just shart? <laughs> I might I might have sharted. <laughs> and very, very little, very little, but I sharted myself. Uh, <laughs> you can't come back from that. Go back home, bro. Dude, it's yeah. a rookie move. Never set the drink on the floor until you got your draws down. Yes, that's you don't yep. do it. Yep, you abandoned the drink, man. But man like down. I said, just, I have to throw it, throw it at the wall. It wasn't the worst scoots. <laughs> but the problem was. This was very. Uh, was it a this- mount- was it a Mountain Dew? No, it was an iced tea. Okay, oh. okay, that's conservative. Ben, yeah. yeah, those are diuretics. Um, <laughs> that's true. So yeah, it was it was an interesting because I it was like completely unexpected too. Yep. And uh, hmm, yeah, that it was, was an unexpected too. You mean. I bet you were wishing someone <laughs> iced your kicker. Yes. <laughs> so I had this, I I wasn't going to tell that story just because whatever. But I'm like, we talked so much sports. It's I had been a poop. long time since we've had there. a good poop story. Yeah. And now Taking he... the Browns to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. Of your yep. pants. Yep. Had to, <laughs> of your pants. I had to clean up the episode somehow. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Thanks for cleaning it up with that poop story. Yep. Well, ladies and gentlemen, now that we know that Howie shit himself, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> It's Let's so that's my Howie, it's no big deal. My hey, while wife, you're on the shitter, what my wife shits herself monthly. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's, that's hey, shit, guys, it's been a while since we've done a straight up docket episode. Straight up, don't tell me. And I'm excited, but I'm gonna steal every thunder. I'm gonna kick it off myself. Where am I? Only because Howie already brought up the show, but he was waiting for me. Oh, God, what is it? He was bring it, waiting for me to actually watch it, and I have watched the... At this point, there are three episodes out, but I have watched the first two episodes of The Last of Us. Ooh, Last of Us! This is the game that was included with my PS4 that I never played. Boo. No, I know. I, it was always I didn't either. We, we, <laughs> we bought the same PS4. Yeah, it came I with played, a digital copy. I played probably halfway through. I mean, I have my own PS4, and you have your PS4, but they, yeah, we purchased them at the same time. I still haven't played more than like yes, that's true. We do have our own PS4. Yeah. I, I just never got around to it, and I was, it was on my pile of shame. I always meant to, but I knew going to the show, I'm like, all right, I've heard like, you know, there are like shots that are straight up out of the game and everything. Like how we talked about in the last docket episode, I. On Sunday nights, my wife and I used to years ago watch The Walking Dead together, which, as you all longtime listeners well know, the only show that is not straight up 
realistic rich people, like rich families hating on each other and crying and d- rich people drama that my wife will watch. That's you know, that's what she, she knows. Loves. She knows that's sci-fi fantasy, right? Yeah. Yeah. The Walking Dead is the only sci-fi fantasy she's ever watched for multiple seasons. And so I got her to watch the first two ep- first episode. 10, 15 minutes in, she was not happy with me. Because she was scared shitless. She's like, this uh, is too much. I can't the handle lady this. Or the newscast at the beginning? Well, yeah. Well, actually, yeah. So at the end of that, the end of the intro to the show, she looks over at me and I'm blubbering like a baby. Because Not the newscast. Well, not the newscast. The intro that's like, the, not just that part, but the whole thing with... The Mandalorian and his daughter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Show me something where a dad and his daughter go through goes through a, ha- a happening and I will cry like a baby, period. And uh, she looks over and she goes, are you crying? And I'm like, shut up. You're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. And it's she's hot like in here. Yeah. And she's like kind of laughing that I'm being like so emotional. And then within 10 minutes after that, even though the show starts off a little slow. Mm-hmm. She's like, I can't watch this. <laughs> I can't watch it. Like it was so even at its like most droll points, it is so high anxiety that she couldn't handle it. Mm. But that show is quality as hell. And I cannot wait to watch this third episode with all of its like gayness that people are complaining about. Brr, 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 brr. I don't care. This show's quality and it's gonna tell me a good story, and I can't wait to see it. I, like I don't it. care who's upset about it and who's who's praising it. I know it's going to be good. Yeah. I like third episode. It's got uh, it's, it's got, got Nick Offerman, right? The third episode yep. is is probably my my favorite so far. Yeah, I can't wait. So good. I can't wait. I almost cried at that. Nick one, Offerman, man, he I'm a, is. I'm a manly man and I don't cry at stuff. He is. Have oh, you watched man, any of his good. like stand up stuff? Yeah. Yeah, like like his Radio City Music Hall thing, where it's got one of my favorite lines, which is like, "My wife Megan Mullally is my, she's my physical property." <laughs> like he's being like a dick on purpose, but you can tell how much like he's in love with his wife, who although she's been very funny on several shows, the sitcom she's known for is one of my least favorite sitcoms of all time, you know. But like she's been hilarious on other stuff. Like the dude is. He is not Ron Swanson, but he is Ron Swanson. Like the heart. You couldn't play Ron Swanson without Nick. No. Yeah. Like the still beating heart. Well, obviously the woodworking thing. That's his real thing in real life. Right. But the still beating heart of Ron Swanson, when you cut away all like the libertarian hard edge nonsense. And I say that as like predominantly libertarian person <laughs> like like if you like slice up the heart of ron swanson is the heart of nick offerman which is all heart right it's all like soul from yeah. the center soul stuff like i love that dude and i am jazzed about the yeah. third episode of Last well the, the interesting thing too is about that character um without trying to give anything away but it's not far off <laughs> yeah it really from, isn't <laughs> from from uh Ron Swanson. Oh, really? Nick Offerman. I mean, his character is not far off there. He just happens to be also likes also dudes. Also likes dudes. So, uh it's really man, that's uh, every time I think about it, it's like, man, that's a good episode. God, I can't wait. They're like I like I don't know much about the game cuz I never played it, but I guess that character's in the game maybe, but they 
I don't think he has that robust of a backstory. Yeah, kind of what I'm picking up is no. that they, is awesome. they go deeper. They go, yeah. Yeah, super deep. Know what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> like in the butt. I can't wait. Honest to God. I love I love Nick Offerman. I don't care if I'm watching Made It. <laughs> Which, well, actually, my wife and I love that dang show. Like, I, I'll watch him in virtually anything. And the funny thing is, if you go back to his roots as a comedian, he was like, meh. Like, Ron Swanson helped him to find how he, as a comedian, can exist yep. in a way. Mm-hmm. In, in in a real way, I, I I everything he's in from now on, I'm I think I'm in. I think he's a draw for me. Yeah, he's definitely a draw for my wife. Totally in her, uh, in her. I'm gonna borrow. I'm gonna borrow and twist an old Garrickism in her SUV of permission. <laughs> Wait a minute. Garrick used to say his SUV of doom stars he would have drive over a cliff in an SUV. <laughs> I'm using the that whole like you know everybody every couple you got a list. Where it's where it's okay, yeah. you get a pass. Yeah, Nick mm. Offerman's on my wife's list. She's got a, a hard. Crush. Well, now Nick Offerman can be on your list too. I know, I'm in, <laughs> <Yeah>. baby. <laughs> Move over, Patrick Stewart and uh, and Bradley Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> there's Ooh, somebody Bradley else Cooper. at the wheel. <laughs> Good choices. <laughs> I know. I, phew, man, those I I forget the uh, the other main character in that episode. I forget his name, but and who the, the actor? But actor name? Yeah. But, Murray uh, Bartlett. Yeah. And just those two together. They made that episode amazing. Can't wait. That dude, that dude was in the first season of The White Lotus. I don't know. You probably never heard of it. Oh, I've, heard of, like, I've heard of it. Yeah. He was a completely different character. And I saw him in this. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like <laughs> a good actor and shit. <laughs> yeah. No, like the two, like they, they made that work. So well. Awesome. Can't wait. I Mike. Don't want, I don't want to give any more away. Mike, what's on your docket? Well, I out of the blue just happened across a movie I haven't seen probably since geez, the nineties or something. Um Independence Day. Was it nineteen ninety six? Was it crazy people? I can name nineteen ninety six movies. Yeah, we were going through them and everything. Ahead, was it one of those? Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. You guys watch the uh well you guys took over, so go ahead. Okay. Uh uh wait, wait, hold up. <laughs> okay, no go. Have you ever seen the 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 old cult classic heavy metal? Oh my gosh. Oh my Are you for real right now? <laughs> wow. Were you smoking doobies? Yeah, right. Is that exactly. like the X-rated uh cartoon? Yeah, yeah pretty dude. much. Yeah, from that from the early eighties and um, I My first it- exposure to heavy metal was Beavis and Butthead. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. No lie. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I watched it a little bit earlier than that. But- Shout out. Because that was one of those. That was one Shout of those. Shout out to Josh from Kokomo and friend of the show, Brandon. That was one of those <laughs> that was like the forbidden fruit growing up. Right? Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, you can't watch that. The worst know? animated boobies of all time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is terribly animated. Just horribly. It's terrible. But... Well, and and this is okay. So this Didn't is a have movie. John Candy in it. There is an old magazine called <laughs> Heavy Metal, and these were basically adult cartoons and stuff that they would put in these periodicals that you could pick up at the you know whatever that they were always behind being for the for the younger for the adults listeners, right the they were printed like, items that were pre-internet your way of staying plugged into a larger <laughs> subculture. Well, and they were like behind the counter type 
issues in or wrapped in the plastic yeah. so you couldn't no you didn't, they weren't the even the on the rack with the brown paper around them you had to like know the person running the shop and be like <laughs> to get it. hey did you get any of those that are because yeah let me check right here so these yes, were, it is for so you they Thank were basically you. adult comics and so they created a movie based around it and so they got all these you know metal rock bands and stuff to provide the soundtrack and whatever and they had a couple guys write a bunch of different stories and they sewed them together in this loose leaf you know kind of way even that was you were still being very generous like a, <laughs> loose very loose very loose it was a rotoscope drug trip yep <laughs> with boobs but with it boobs, was I, I was just like oh man i haven't seen this year so i i, I watched it and how much actually had, how much did you drink that night <coughs> not enough <laughs> would it surprise you to know that heavy metal was a canadian cartoon no, no, not at all. I've, Half the guys Derek, in, the, in that work. As the guy <laughs> sleeping on the other side of the room for me when I watched O Canada, yes, no, I'm not surprised at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, there's actually some pretty big names in there. Um, yeah, it was produced by Ivan Reitman. John, yeah, Reitman oh, was involved. No um, John Candy was one of the voice actors. Yeah. Um, dang it, who's the Ghostbuster that died? Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis is in it. Eugene um, Levy's in it. Yeah, Eugene Levy. I mean, so there's the all whole kinds SCTV of yeah, cadaver, those yeah. kind of guys. But um, anyway, the one thing that, again, as an adult, that you can pick things out. I didn't realize how Nipples. influential that was in terms of the pop culture because a lot of people have copied that over the years. So the, then the two movies that popped immediately into my head when I ser- saw certain scenes were um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Okay, and um, what? and. Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? I mean, yeah, very much. I can see Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Part, yeah. It's been a while yeah. for me. Yeah. So, what, there, what well, there's there's one cartoon. Actually, it's the cartoon with Harold Ramis in it. There's this big, giant spaceship thing that looks like a head and, like, eyes and stuff. And, you know, there's the two aliens that are all doobied out and everything. And it was totally, <laughs> totally a, a Guardians of the Galaxy-ish type presentation. Really? So, yeah. So, I was slightly, I didn't expect to be able to pick those things out but um yeah there was a lot of influence that heavy metal yeah man yeah I, I, I swear to god if you'd ask james gunn or whatever hey what was your influence that heavy metal would be part of it <laughs> heavy metal was ridiculous for the time it was so dumb i mean that was that wasn't counterculture at the time that was like, no 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 i would say it was deeper I mean, it was definitely, yeah, it was, it was underground. Definitely yeah, underground. 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 Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it was all those people that liked going to watch Rocky Horror yeah. know, picture show. Actually, you know, to kinda, be honest with you, that kind of crowd. Right there is a word that I don't think like I could explain to my daughter what underground and, meant. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah. Because there's no such thing anymore. No, there isn't. It's all out there. Everything's yeah. out there. Yeah. My daughter ordered elf ears off Amazon. Like, she's not even into anything fantasy. She just watches YouTube and wants elf ears because everything is mainstream now. So, like, actually describing something underground, like, no, 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 no. You had to actually go to effort to stay informed about shit back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to befriend the creepy, sweat-stained dude behind the counter to actually know <laughs> what the hell was going on back in the day. The the guy at the role-playing, st- at the role-playing store who kept threatening to bury you under the store. Oh, right, yeah. Garrick. Classic. Mike, something. Uh, Sorry, said... work related popped up. Oh, oh work related. Guys, yeah. Oh, Lord. But anyway. Oh, Mike's working. <laughs> yeah, look at me. It's midnight. <laughs> and I got stopped. work to he do. Never stops. Um, <laughs> since, no, since Mike is kind of employed by me right now, I guess I shouldn't complain. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that yeah, sounds no, cooler I was than it is. Slightly, slightly. Like I said, I, I just watched it just out of pure, just you know, wanting some nostalgia trip going on. Yeah. But heavy it was, metal. Uh, my. Yeah. Was there ever it's a like sequel? A, yeah. Yes, there is a sequel. Two thousand. <gasps> um, I got I got a call. So hold on. All right. It's heavy metal two thousand. Tell me more sequel. about it, Garrick specifically. Well, heavy metal two thousand is a sequel that came out in two thousand. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's blowing my. Mike literally just walked out of the uh, out of the room and took a phone call at 11 what i my 11 41 i have my glasses on wow. and i'm old 11 41 at night on a friday mike is taking a client phone call how about that wow that's dedication i know yeah, it deserves a raise if the ceo of my company which no, doesn't answer which doesn't shit. which isn't as impressive <laughs> as it sounds if called me right now i wouldn't answer for two reasons one i don't want to and two Usually it's a spam from spam from somebody else. I've every new employee for a company goes, is there a reason why a CEO would be texting me right now? I'm like, nope, welcome to the club. You're getting fished right now. <laughs> hey, fished. There's apparently social a, engineering. Enough people exactly. There's enough people that work for our company that have been well, social engineered. Text, technically, wouldn't that be smishing? Smishing? Yeah. That was social that's engineering, called. fishing, sufficient, SMS, SMS fishing. I'm not kidding. Like everybody that comes to work for us gets like this fake text from our not, not really our CEO. And, and it is funny. Like the last guy that we hired, like reached out and goes, uh, what's well, really the CEO be having? Like, uh, texting me. I'm like, Hey, welcome to the club, buddy. Fishing scams. Hooray. It makes me. And then one day I stopped. Wait, wait a minute. How many people have actually fallen for it that this person keeps trying it over and over again? That's concern. That's disconcerting. That's not good. No, no. Well, we might as well move on. Quit buying yeah, those on. Apple gift cards for total strangers is what I say. Yeah. Stop it. Jerks. Garrick, what's on your I'll docket? You. Guys, you remember this? Remember cable? Remember when we had cable? Oh, uh, good, old, good old days of yore. I do know when I was reaching out about my new house and what internet <laughs> options are available, the DSL was cheaper if you got this cable with it, but I don't know what it means. Oh, yeah. It's just, it, well, uh, for those who might not know, cable used to be how people got their media, like a TV what? Like a newspaper? Yeah. yeah, there was like hundreds of channels. They all showed different shit. Well, there's just one channel called the history channel and when they first came out <laughs> did not have showed, ancient aliens they actually showed history <laughs> they had cool documentaries like oh, world war ii were, documentaries those, those were the, the days that were, that were really awesome yeah, and then seriously. now they're like back-to-back -back ancient alien bullshit yep. uh but i got kind of a you know i got kind of nostalgic for the those times and there was a time in between documentaries and ancient aliens when they were putting in an effort to like dramatize some of the events as well like bringing actors to kind of act out the scenes to make it more interesting yeah like drunk as well <laughs> except less drunk oh, slightly less drunk. less drunk yeah exactly like that though pretty much <laughs> uh, but i was just browsing on netflix and i just happened to catch this one thing and i thought it was like one of those you know rome type shows where everyone gets naked in their you know, it's start boning each other like the, so this is the reason why you wanted to start watching well, it in the yeah. first place. Well, yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. But it was called Rise of Empires Ottoman. I'm like, that oh, sounds yeah. like something I'd buy on Steam. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a new upgrade to the Age That's of Empires. Age of Empires. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's a new yes. civilization uh, DLC. Get the get Mehmet the second. <laughs> awesome. 
But uh, yeah, I, I fired it up and yeah, it kind of reminded me of those in between days of the History Channel where they actually gave a shit about history. Because <sighs> yeah. it was like, so basically Ottoman Empire, you know, I, you know, I have a degree in history and covered Ottoman Empire somewhat. Yeah. Like oh, from a grand overview and like I, it was never really my specialty. all those people with specialties in the Mm -hmm. history department well some people you know once you get like into the master's and doctorate program oh sure you kind of you get a focus on what you you focus on that wasn't really mine because i didn't get that far but uh it was you know it was it's all about mehmet the second who if you know mehmet the second mehmet the uh conqueror as he's called yeah uh, was the one who brought down the probably it's kind of like the final fall of the Roman empire, basically, right. you know, a lot of people, you know, dispute that, but it's basically he captured Constantinople for the Ottomans. Right. And changed it. You know, you know, the song. You know? Yeah, dude, the, they might be my, giants might be taught giants. me they all ask, the history. I know they ask that, they ask that questions, you know, you can't go back. Me. Yeah. But this tells you why they did it. So <laughs> there it is. Suck it. They might be giants. Yeah. Yeah. But the dude's it, what wrote the Mickey Mouse hot dog, hot dog, dig, hot diggity dog song. <laughs> yep. That's right. It's basically it's two seasons right now. First season is the siege and the fall of Constantinople. And it's it's awesome. Like just to see like they, they'll they'll have scenes with real actors and like the production quality is actually really good. Really? Uh, Yeah. Like, I mean, there's some parts where you're just like, oh, OK. Yeah, I, I mean, there's always going to be something that looks sort of like Hercules legendary. But they have like cannons and like charges and shit. And like oh, wow. the actors are actually pretty good. And then they'll cut away to have actual historians kind of talk about the events, giving some backstory. Oh, wild. That kind of stuff. Yeah, it was. It I was miss really those cool. days, dude. Yeah. Like, I you, might, you know what? I know. Like, oh, History Channel's useless now. It's like when you tell people, did you know TLC used to stand for the Learning Channel? <laughs> And people are like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just reality shows? No, it used to actually be a channel about education. Yeah. But like, I used to watch, like, I remember there was a time where I, w- I was like, wow, I could watch the History Channel 24 hours a day. Yeah. Or all my absolutely. waking hours, and that's all I need. Like, it didn't matter if it was Hitler's Secret Wars or some weird stuff about ancient whatever. I was like, I'm in. You yeah. know what I mean? But like, yeah, then ancient aliens happened, and it was like, oh, this is just comedy. Yeah, this is this is no longer history. This has gone into the <laughs> hardcore conspiracy. I mean, at the same time, stuff. like lately, I've been like, w- like I wouldn't say falling down some rabbit holes, but dipping my toe into some like not like archeo- archaeologically widely accepted theoretical history shows that you know about more ancient stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I know that that's because it's a craving for the same thing. It's like, I want to learn more about ancient history and there's really not what there used to be. Yeah, there's, I know that's what history channel that I loved about it so much is that made history fun. Yeah. You'd watch these, even the documentaries were were kind of cool, but once they started doing the reenactments, you're like, okay, this is like actually like telling me a story. Yeah. There's a plot in it, but it's actual events that happen. And this captures that like to a T. What's the name of the show again? It's called Rise of Empires Ottoman. Rise of Empires Ottoman. Okay, I'm yeah, adding. I'm adding Ottoman. that to my Steam wish list right now. Yeah, but it it uh <laughs> your Steam. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. The the set there's a second season where 
Uh, I've only got well, I'm only one episode into it right now, but it's like uh, Mehmet's battle with Wallachia. You know, Wallachia. Oh, you, a, dude. Right. We all do. Vlad, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's where Vlad uh, Tepes, Vlad the Impaler. Oh, uh, OK. Right on. So the, the dude, what Dracula is loosely based so on. They bring in uh, he's he's season two's kind of antagonist, I guess. Interesting. But <laughs> the actor they got to play him looks like a. Uh, Nandor the Relentless from ah. what they do, what we do in shadows, and I can't unsee it every time he's on screen. I'm like, because you know he's Turkish, or you know he's from the Turkish Turkey area, the Turkesis uh, Roma Ro, Romania, I think. Yeah, okay, Romania. So he kind of has that Nandor type accent, and it's like this nice. is Nandor. This is great, but uh, yeah, definitely check it out if you like history and shit. It's cool stuff. I already forgot the name of it a third time. <laughs> One Rise more time. Of Rise Ancient of Empires. Aliens. Rise Colin. of Empires. Ottoman. Uh, that is so much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's terribly named. It's, it's a but the History title. Channel wasn't trying to get yeah. you gotcha names back then. Yeah. Was well, right. it put out by? This is Netflix, right? Netflix. Yep. Okay, so it, it was it was it a History Channel thing, or was it? I don't a, a Nef- Who cares? No, it doesn't even it was, matter. Sorry, I should have been more clear. Yeah, it was on Netflix. But it reminded me of the stuff we used to watch. Oh, History. man, the good old days when the History Channel yeah. was not just that one guy aliens meme. Yeah, aliens. Fair enough. Yep. All right. Yeah. Ottoman yeah. history of something. I already forgot a fourth time <laughs> because it's Ottoman. a long title. <laughs> Too much for me right now. Howie, what's yeah. on your docket? Uh, well, several things, but the one I want to talk about right now is the courier. The courier. The is, it, is it in Korean? Uh, Ooh, no. so. so it's not the career. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's got uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, oh, dang, oh, son. Cumberbatch. And uh, Rachel Brosman. These are real actors and actresses. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You're telling me Rachel. it's got Dr. Strange and Ms. Maisel? Yes. Oh, what? That. Okay. I have not heard of this. It go is on. based on a true story. Dag. You're based on a true story. The uh, Cuban Missile Crisis. <gasps> I love Cuban Missile Crisis stuff. Like 13 Days is a great movie. 13 Days. So uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is the courier who's trans. He's uh, just a regular old businessman. Yeah. That uh, the someone from the CIA, who's Rachel, she plays the CIA, mm-hmm. and an MI6 agent. Uh, don't, don't remember not Benedict Cumberbatch not, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get him to go to the Soviet Union to get to be the courier because they want to talk directly to Khrushchev instead of going through the machine because the U.S. is afraid that the machine is manipulating the communication. Yeah, uh, who? Huh? Khrushchev. Batman? They need somebody to talk directly to Khrushchev because the U.S. Bukowski. Ble- Maybe there was another guy. Yeah, there's another. But Khrushchev, ultimately. I'm going from my existing knowledge of pop culture Cuban Missile Crisis and not from your show. I have not seen. Um, So this, yeah, this starts before the actual Cuban Missile Crisis oh, okay. happens. Interesting. So uh, so there's a guy in the high, high ranks of, of the Soviet Union says uh our leader's crazy and i need to tell the uh, other people outside of 
our area mm-hmm. about the crappy stuff that's going on and feed information. So is it before like the U-2 spy plane shots of the Cuban missiles being put into place, the Soviet missiles being put in place in Cuba? That's that's at the end of the movie. Okay. Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, movie. Ooh, even better. So it's a, it's a it's a nice little I you know couple hour. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It's really good. They uh, where what's it know. on? Uh, where did <laughs> I watch it? <laughs> That's a good. Hey Howie, where did you watch the you thing you watched, watched officially? <laughs> Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, I, I bet that's where you watched. Probably it. did. What's it called again? The Courier. The Courier. Benedict it's- Cumberbatch and Rachel Brosnan in a Cuban Missile Crisis related movie. How did? Came out how does this go under the radar? Came out in twenty twenty. So. That's like that's like dead center my wheelhouse yeah. and actors and actresses that I, draw me. When I brought up the name, I figured you're like, oh yeah, I no, know I've I never. Like, I, well, I feel like I've heard of a movie called The Curie, but I had no idea that's what it's about. Yeah, so it it's a really really good. Did uh, I say Curie? Yes, I believed it was might, about vulcanizing rubber or something. <laughs> you might or have. Uh, no, no, it was about uh, it was about the uh, radiation. I can't remember what ladies discovered what. Courier, the Courier on Amazon Prime. Thinking Curry. I was thinking Marie Curry, and for whatever reason, I put rubber into it. It's less than two hours long. It's an hour and 52 minutes. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, Mike's back. But I'm in. Yeah, Mike sealed the deal. He's back. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's got Benedict Cumberbatch and Ms. Maisel. Ms. Maisel's in it. Oh, Ms. Maisel. She plays a CIA agent. Yeah, she plays a CIA agent. (laughs) Like, Honestly, everything around the Cuban Missile Crisis kind of fascinates me because it's something that, you know, like they touched on for all of two minutes we were in school, right? And more information's come out about it longer from it. Like more information's come out in our lifetime than did before when it actually happened. And it's still not something that's completely revealed because anything that involves the CIA is redacted as hell. But the Cuban Missile Crisis fascinates me. And that's why, you know, Garrick mentioned the movie 13 Days. I love that movie. And mentioned that. I'm sure it's Garrick's favorite Kevin Costner movie. No. Let that sink in. Dreams. All right. Second favorite. <laughs> but either way, Garrick has to admit liking some Kevin Costner movies. <laughs> um, I love that movie. First off, because Captain Pike plays uh, JFK before he was Captain Pike. Yep. And I don't remember who plays RFK for no. some but that guy was awesome. And the dude what played uh oh Kevin Costner had a terrible accent in that movie. Dude, that's it's every awful. movie you've ever watched Kevin Costner in. <laughs> Except the ones where he doesn't try to have an accent. Robin. Let's just put it this way though. Without this person with these handful of people involved, the Cuban We'd be dead. They they pretty much yeah. Old, uh, so the reason why well, the reason why I refer to that movie is that movie is the first time that I had some perspective put on like how people were really trying to make the end of the world. Like there were people dead set at causing the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And today I'm I I know we don't like to get too politically like what's going on right now and I'm not going to get political about it but like today a US general talking about a Chinese balloon 
over the middle of the continental United States, not willing to specify what state. And it does have a payload on it, but it's not a threat. We don't consider it a threat and will not answer why the payload is not a threat or even like we we're, we're not allowed to know right now. This is happening today. Something like 13 days becomes really rough. The Cuban, Cuban Missile Crisis, there were people that were literally, whether they meant to or not, trying to be, bring about the end of the world. And it was just, you know, to people, a number of people you count on two hands that stood between that and total annihilation. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too cliche, but honest to God, there were some, you know, and I'm not saying everything in the movie is exactly as it was. But it gave me a perspective that I didn't have before. It made me start considering things I didn't consider. You know, hey, maybe my family wouldn't have voted for JFK back in the day, but maybe John Kennedy had something, especially with his battle against the CIA. And, hey, right now I'm all about intelligence agencies getting a full spectrum audit, right? Maybe he was trying to get information of his own through unofficial channels because the official channels were not cutting it so he tell me oh here we got a show about these people who are like the handful of people that kept stuff from going full to crap i'm in i'm in as hell yeah on that the courier yeah and i don't want to give too much i mean if you know about it you know about it but i don't want to give too much if you were alive you know, you know. It. it's it's a uh, <laughs> well no if you were alive then you wouldn't know you this. would know that's the funny thing uh, you would know about this guy uh because he ended up being on the news but for different uh, not, yeah right for, for this for what happened but different not. perspective than what you get in the show right oh uh, well yeah yeah um it's just it's a it's a really nice neat story well done courier i'm gonna the watch courier. it yep garrick huh what's on your docket he did did he no he did once you went, you went you once. to go twice did i, I only got once you got to talk about your poopoos that's yeah. not my docket. What did Garrett no, talk about? That was, a remember. Cl- that was a cleanup. Of <laughs> he doesn't remember. What, what did Garrett talk about? I talked about Last of Us. Mike he's talked about, about heavy of, metal. He's talking about ancient aliens. Ancient, yeah. That's right. He, that's ancient what he's aliens. really into. Garrett <laughs> loves ancient aliens. That, that's the shit, man. Honestly, Ottoman. God. Just remember Ottoman. So we're going through all of this. Uh, like we're doing like some like no, I don't want to say renovation, but some like house stuff before we put our house in the market because we when you know we've got it. We're going to move uh, here locally into a different house. And uh, my wife and I have been straight up. We're actually into, moving to Russia, though. Yeah, we know we are. We are. We're going to prevent the next Makes Cuban sense. missile crisis. We're actually yep. we're going to get involved with China and, and prevent their balloons from floating over the continental U.S. Yep. Um, we've been looking for comfort food. You know, like I've been watching Cheers again. Right. I mean, long time listeners know that I circle back to Cheers every few years. I uh, I tried to watch, as we've discussed on the Discord, go to bettercrown.com, click on the Discord link, join us on Discord, that I tried to watch the new Night Court. Yep. <clears throat> they brought back Night Court. They waited for everybody to die, except oh. for John Larroquette. Oh. And then the big boobed girl from the Big Bang Theory decided to go court John Larroquette to be on a show that she's going to star in and produce that is called night court, where she plays the daughter of Harry stone. Academically, Mm -hmm. I understand 
that there's nobody in television production who understands what a three camera sitcom needed to work back in the Terry day. Anderson did. Yeah. Hey, Anderson, Marky Post, uh, Charles Robinson at like everybody. I mean, I'm sure I think Richard Mole's still alive, but I, but basically everybody, but John Larkett. That's too bad. Yeah. I, Roz, Roz and bull are still alive, but everybody else is gone. Harry Anderson was funny. Yeah. Harry Anderson was the first one actually. And I think it was then it was either Marky Post, Charles Robinson or the other way around. But, um, yeah, Marky Post was a big shot. Oh God. Biggest crush I've ever had on anybody on TV. But this show, even though I know no one knows how to make a three camera sitcom anymore, nobody understands because Big Bang Theory, and actually Mike's been rewatching, I know, uh, Chuck Lorre's uh, Big Big Splash was with Married with Children. Yeah. And Mike's been rewatching that. And I love Married with Children. But Chuck Lorre has ruined three camera sitcoms for everybody with things like The Big Bang Theory, where they put in so much sweetened laugh. Corey, people, that's a highly lauded show that many people love. Uh, <laughs> It's my answer to that. People claim, like, I've ever been like, no, it's not a laugh track. It's not a laugh track. Let me explain to you, if you haven't heard me say it already. When people say it's not a laugh track, it is 99.9999999% laugh track. It's called sweetening. They add digital laughter to the actual live studio audience. You don't anymore hear the live studio audience. That's why at the end of every benign, like, just totally inane joke, it's... It's not like it's not like watching MASH, which was straight up laugh track, which is like <laughs> it's like it's like, oh, you know, I, I just woke up this morning and I had a cup of coffee <laughs> dead like they they have this like 900 percent laugh and they cut it off so you can hear the next line and then 900 percent and then they cut it off. It is completely artificial because the dialogue is terrible. And the actors are all trying to compete like they are a low-level improv troupe trying to get discovered. This is this is like a a modern day network TV show. I mean, yeah. what were you expecting? <laughs> I know it's on Peacock too, right? Which means it's even worse, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just there's a special place in my heart for Night Court, which never got the right send off. You know, they didn't. It was one of those they refused to close it off because they wanted enough they could sell it to another network and then didn't. So they kicked everybody off set with like escorted them off the lot with security after they shot the last episode because that's when they made the decision. Okay, we're done. Like Night Court never got the right send off, which is why there's an episode of Thirty Rock actually about properly closing off night court, which I believe is like Kenneth Parcell's dream come true. And they had Harry Anderson and Marky post on that episode, but they didn't have John Larroquette who was where I believe he's working on Broadway at the time. And John Larroquette has gone on, on record saying, I wish they'd reached out to me. They, they didn't because they thought I didn't have time, but I would have made time to be on that episode of 30 rock. And I'm like, Oh, that would have been amazing. But the show got canned in the worst NBC is an asshole kind of way. And so watching this new show, I knew I knew I was pretty much dead set, knew it was going to be awful. But I wanted there to be a fluke that made it good. And I watched <laughs> I watched an episode. It was so bad that my daughter like, it was just noisy, bad. It was just bad, like just bad, bad. My so daughter it was bad. It was pretty bad. 
My daughter was going, Daddy, please turn this off. Like, like the noise was bothering her. It was just that bad. And then I started the second episode, and I got about 10% in. And again, she goes, Daddy, please, can you please just turn this off? And I did. And you know what I did? I started an episode of classic Night Court. She never said a word because that show was a thousand times better. God help us all. No one knows how to make a three. Classic sitcom. Night Court is better than I gave it credit for. I think I Hell, several years ago, season, I tried. Season three, season four, when Marky Post came yeah, on. Yeah, sure. Right. She wasn't there right away. It was but still even, good before that, but that's where it hit us. I, uh, I, I tried watching it several years ago and it just, I couldn't get past first couple episodes. So you start at the top. It it's hard because they wanted Marky post from the jump, but yeah. they couldn't get her because she was on like uh, that, 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 uh, Captain Kirk show, whatever the hell the cop okay. show. Yeah, I don't know. And, uh, TJ Hooker. Yeah. TJ Hooker. <laughs> yep. How do you forget Hooker? <laughs> oh, that's good. Shit. They couldn't Funny. get her. And so they kept dancing around trying but to even, dial even it in. That for, I'm, I'm Charles barely... Robert. Honestly, Charles Robinson coming in as Mac. Sure, right. And Marky Post coming We're in as really Christine. Because John Larroquette was amazing the whole time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he needed the right group around him. Sure. And God, Richard Mole. Yeah, right. Yeah. God. Yeah, he was dang, there from the he was a, day one. When he didn't have a line. If he didn't have a line in a scene, he could still do his one interaction yeah, and right. just break everything. Yeah, oh, exactly. God. But, yeah, no, I, I started watching it again and... Uh, it's a lot better than I gave it credit for initially. So. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. No, I Night agree. Court, I, I still contend Night Court is one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. It just took a while to hit its stride, and then it stayed there for a few years. And But the problem is, even though it was the very start of must-see TV, it was right there at the ink, like the, the start of must-see TV. Because it hadn't hit its stride for two or three seasons, I think it just never got the attention that it could have earned. If it hit it sooner, but season four on ah, best, right? Some of the best comedic writing in television history easily with the goofiest setups, the craziest dynamics. God dang, that show is good. So uh, comparatively, the new show is shit. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's, it's literally just that's to say the lot like like you know it's funny you go back and watch the old show like Harry Anderson's like jumping around stuff he's got his hands on the set hands on people he's interacting putting his hands on people's shoulders talking right into their eye to eye mm -hmm. like you know what I mean like everybody's interacting with everything Dan you know John Larroquette like the one of the greatest physical comedians of all time and you watch the new show and it's just. Deliver six words of a line. Laugh. Deliver six words of a line. Laugh. Deliver six words of a line. I don't even know if I'm saying six words. I haven't counted. <laughs> but that's all. It, it's enough. the same garbage. Yeah. And I'm like, how did they not go back and actually do a case study? How did they not? No, I got Big Bang Theory money. I can just throw it at it. <laughs> and we'll just do the same thing we did on Big Bang Theory. It's trash. And I'm broken hearted that's for it. But... On the highlight, go back. Now that uh, Night Court has a remake, Night Court is available on Peacock. And before, you couldn't actually get a lot of Night Court oh. in a, from many sources. Yeah. There was a lot of it that was just kind of lost the time. Now it's all out there, baby. Yeah, that's nice. So but that's got, the upside. I was going to say, you got some upside at least. Yep. Heck yeah. Who else got a docket to bring back today? Mm. So I watched the uh, most recent uh, Bond movie. Legally? Legally bond. <laughs> Wait, what? The what kind of question is that? 
No oh, Time to Die is the name, not Legally Blonde. Le- no, not Legally, legally Blonde, legally colon, Bond. No Time to Die. James Bond. Bond, 007. Boy, that movie's been out for a while. Yeah, it's been out forever. Where you been? Since 2021. Yeah, forever. That's ages. Yeah, the Courier was out in 2020. Nah. Yeah, that's forever. Yeah. Yeah, also, and you guys haven't seen that. Yeah. I don't so, want to see it. So but, that's why you were referencing James Bond I dying. I just, I just... uh I haven't watched it, so it came up to I don't remember what that was in reference to, but yeah, I don't either. But you, I, you made a specific call of James Bond dying. Oh, because you, you said James Bond never dies, or something. Yeah, like oh, like a character like James Bond, Rocky would never die. Yeah, he's like the Joker, which back then was accurate, but then this movie came out in twenty a long time ago in twenty twenty one, ancient ancient times. So I watched that movie. <laughs> great. Moving on. What do you think? I said it's great. I was a pretty good movie. No. He I said could, it's great. I said it's great. Did you, you like it because do you like it because I, the Nazi guy was in it? The dude what Mr. played Robot? Yeah, Mr. Robot? Nazi guy. Nazi oh, guy. Wait, he wasn't Mo- Mr. Robot. His dad was Mr. The Malik. dude the dude from the movie where they where Malik. Brad Pitt beat up Nazis. Rami Malik. Yeah. No, not Rami Malik. Yeah. Talk, Rami the dude Malik. what played his brother. What? Who are you talking about? In the latest John Blofeld? The latest yeah, the guy that played Blofeld, which is actually James Bond's brother from his childhood in Skyfall. Do you people not watch Bond movies? Apparently no. not. In Skyfall, it was Skyfall, it was it was basically established that he had been adopted into a family. And then in That was a boring one. Yeah, no. That was super boring. I liked it, but yeah, you guys. I think I think I just that was but in the movie you're discussing, it comes it basically comes to light that that he had a James Bond. That he he had an older brother in that family (laughs) who grew up to be (laughs) the older brother grew up to be Blofeld, and that's the dude from the movie where Brad Pitt beat up the Germans. Wonderful. No, he's the dude from so, Django and no Chain. That die. too. And is, Alita Battle Angel. Uh, the guy what kills him is the brother, Blofeld. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Thank We're all you, Tommy Lee Jones standing above the sewer drain. He said it was great. <laughs> it, I wasn't listening. I it, just liked it. <laughs> it was much better than Skyfall. Yeah, um, for real. I, it was so James Bond, though. It was on my face. So I watched like the first it was. half. It really. You you know what? I'm 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 just dwelling on your last statement. Yeah, you're right. It was more than the last couple films yeah. were. It it. I watched the first half. It's a three hour over three hour. It's movie. a big one. And yeah, so I watched Mike's the first half, and then no, I was, Mike no. Mike is right I out. Started, oh, no, <laughs> I was starting. So I started watching the second half. And my wife joined me in for. I mean, it's James Bond. You could pretty much pick up anywhere and enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. And it, we're just there's some Apparently spots you're just, you're just laughing <laughs> because like how did that happen? Yeah, none of this really makes sense. That this thing couldn't have happened this way at all. But it doesn't matter because it's James Bond. Yeah, and it, it, you just you're enjoying the spectacle of the whole thing and. Actually, I think that's the word, spectacle. This movie brought back spectacle that was lacking from the last yeah. couple of films. Like it really was like, oh, this is some high concept nonsense, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like driving that car at the be- towards the beginning, driving the, c- the car through those narrow streets, 
Well, I mean, well, that's literally everyone, but yeah, well, that's <laughs> all true. The I'm talking like the the like the yeah. island of like people living some sort of superior lifestyle at the end is. I'm like, whatever. Okay, you're all Hell gonna yeah. die. They're uh, there with a mask. They're they're harvesting that thing that the mic unobtainium. The unobtainium <laughs> that could kill people. That yeah, they program it to kill. Yeah, whatever. Nanobots. Clearly, yeah. So yeah, the nanobots that are biological. So does the but next yeah. James Bond movie basically address the fact that James Bond died so no someone else okay. is uh, so, because they've always danced around so that, that movie, new they had, James they Bond. Had, he retired. They haven't well Daniel Craig. He didn't retire. They just well no, they he did retire, but no one knew what happened. They assumed he died for some reason. And, it seemed a whole lot like he died. And so at the in Skyfall. Oh right. After and so um they have a new 007. I forgot about that. So yeah, that was that one. I that one chick who's the yeah. 007. And I really kind of enjoyed the back and forth between the two of them because she was really like, okay, but when they finally brought him back as a double O, she immediately was like, what's his number? Mm-hmm. She, yeah, well, tell me what his number is. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody would say. Yeah, she did that two or three times. <laughs> I want to be double O eight. This yeah. sucks. <laughs> it was. It was just kind of the fun. Yeah, you know, this run out of numbers. Is that? Is that what happened? They only have nine <laughs> to <laughs> use. They only have nine. Double O nine. You can't double O. Well, they have ten. You could be double O O. What happens if they're like one one spy is like be really good, so the they retire his number. Probably. There's no such thing as triple O. Double O O. Ooh, double you, can't, you can't triple out a double O, Howie. You can't triple out a double O. Double O, double O. James Bond. I'm Ooh. like, I'm like pseudo quoting Mike's one of Mike's favorite movies, and he's asleep over there. Look, sorry, at that <laughs> but um, it's working. So they have a new 007, but then she relinquishes 007 back to him. Yeah, because they become more friends now. Yeah, frenemies. Uh, and but then is he's obviously not retired but then he dies because he's either dead but there's no body but there wouldn't be a body because bombs because he like basically a bomb landed on his head yep they make it pretty obvious without showing a body but it gets james bond do they as as much as i like casino royale hated quantum of solace and actually enjoyed skyfall yeah this movie was more of a Bond movie than any of them. Any, yeah, and that's what made it. What does that even mean, though? It's, it's ridiculous stu- it's in a way like that about, you totally accept. It's the stuff you like about James Bond movies. Yeah, it didn't try to be anything more than a Bond movie. Yeah, it brought back the the fun spectacle of a Bond. Movie. I mean, it it like oh, I'm leaving out a movie. It wasn't what was the one with so Javier Bardem. Oh, that one was terrible. Yeah, that That's well, that worst. wasn't as bad as Quantum of Solace. Yeah, shoot. Either way, know. um, it like it just other than bringing in Blofeld as like is the brother and stuff like that. Like it wasn't trying to have all the connective tissue. Like the problem they did is that they came out Casino Royale with Daniel Craig's first fray, and it was awesome. But then they did Quantum of Solace, which tried to be this uberly melodramatic, like direct sequel to Casino Royale, and it sucked. It was probably my least favorite Bond movie of all time. Spectre was the Spectre, and that's the one I think I 
It was like falling asleep. At oh, that day. one was the most boring one. That one, Quantum of Solace was insulting, but Spectre was boring as hell. How, I like Skyfall. Javier Bardem's such a good actor. And yeah, it was, like, it was a oh, waste. Totally wasted him. Here. Total waste. Yeah, total waste. So I think they brought it back to so yeah. Brought some of the Skyfall was like more of like a hardcore bonds on the outs, but trying to scrape back. And then this movie was like, well, he's already on the outs already tried to scrape back but like here's a whole new adventure that's going to tie it off with like blowfeld being tied back like you could say the whole daniel craig thing is like a kind of a continuous story but i felt like blowfeld wasn't really a big deal until now and so they were just like let's bring back blowfeld dr evil blowfeld and just tie it back to him for funsies tie it off with a bow and their daniel craig's done and i liked and and uh so he ends up the 007 has a daughter. Yep. Uh, and we have this new 007. Maybe. Who is who is the mom? Who played I forget. That as it the, the actress? Yeah, was um she's like European Amy Smart, like painfully attractive. <laughs> Amy, uh, Anna De Armas. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, she no, she was the other spy at the beginning. Oh no, you're right. That that is the other spy. Okay. Nope. Uh, Lue Cedu. That's what I was going to say. We, oui, we. Oui. Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah. We, oui, we, oui, peeps I, and poops. I know I'm saying that terribly, but I'm peeps closer than not. See, dogs. Like, I was watching that movie and I was like, oh, this hurts. This, this hurts. Like, that the movie beginning, hurt. The beginning of the, uh, from the very beginning with her you know watching her mother oh yeah like it's like deeply emotional mm -hmm. compared to other bond movies anyway but yet it had the 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 fun yeah hardness that you would expect and and i mean uh, it wasn't goldeneye no it was actually pretty (laughs) as far as a james bond film goes it's pretty good story yeah yeah, I agree. I agree. Honestly, like this is the I'm 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 not trying to be facetious at all. This is the first one since Goldeneye that gave me the feel that Goldeneye did. That it was like it was emotional, emotional but poppy and out of control, but still serious. Yeah, and and it it took a little spin because it's it actually you have James Bond who actually not only. Is the hot girl like you know? Yeah, lovers, James Bond is the but, hot girl. But yeah, he actually is now like deciding to settle down with her. Yeah, kind of a thing. Which that's not James Bond at all. That's why he had to die. Yep. So but there's that. no time to die. Yeah. No, there isn't. There yeah. really isn't. Yeah. Not today. I mean, it didn't have not Rubius today. Raspberry Hagrid in it as the <laughs> Russian guy like Goldeneye did. Uh, right. Yeah. But right. you know. But uh, yeah, I think this is a good. Didn't have Sean Bean in it either. Yeah, that's true. It's a, it's a good transition. I think we are going to see a or Frankie Jansen 007. Are you think so? I think so. I feel like they already di- they already did the splash though, so it's not any kind of reveal. I feel like it's more like we're gonna have a black 007. Ooh, if they get what's his name? Well, yeah, no, Idris it, Elba has been kicked around yeah. a lot. We we have already had a female black 007. Yeah, but female awesome. trumps blackness, so blackness would still be new, right? I don't know how. It no, works. It's, it's she is black. <laughs> yeah, but the femaleness trumps the blackness, so it's like we but haven't it, had a black one. Oh, but it's female one. Awesome, oh. to the max. 
It, yeah, Idris Elba is also awesome. Well, <laughs> that is not deniable. We are, we're definitely not going to get a white male 007. Yeah, I feel like that's in Doctor Who territory. If we're going to get a white male 007, it's going to be one we've already had. <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan's, Brosnan <laughs> is busy. Which I would love to see Pierce Brosnan back Lord? in 007 just for funsies. <laughs> I'm back. They're all going to team up. Actually, yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, the 007 multiverse. Pierce Brosnan yes! and, and Mike's favorite Bond. Yeah, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton show He's up and alive. have to work together. I would love. To, oh, and then he. Uh, oh. God, I don't make that Johnny English three. It's, I'll still go see it. Is Sean Connery still alive. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like, Sean no, no, Sean Connery, Sean Connery has passed along. Dang it, that would be. That but would Timothy be. Dalton and Pierce Sean Brosnan Connery. working together. Buddy cop. Oh, what if it's Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, and Timothy Dalton, and it's called Bond Cubed? (laughs) They could just deep fake all the other Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, why not? Yeah. Why not? Including including the dude from the original Casino Royale spoof comedy. That was the first Bond movie. Yeah. The first Casino Royale, which fewer people know about. Mark Hamill voice. Why not? Why not? not? Have him voice them all. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be crazy! Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, we're talking about, and here. then we'd have Austin Powers come in just for burn in in here, burn in in here. Wow, <laughs> Mike, yeah, baby. When you're not working, what else is on your duck? Oh man, <laughs> not much, man. I don't think I got anything else. To you don't think you have anything you. else? No, I I've, been, I've been doing the old TV, man. I know, dude. We're watching Mash. Yeah, I know. Again, I got, I got, yeah. I got one. I got one. <gasps> you gotta go got back another to the well. one. I took the plunge. I finally watched it against everybody's recommendation. Yellowstone? It's Morbin time, baby. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> I watched Morbius. Oh! Have, you guys, have any of you guys seen it? Okay. You know that no. I tried, but yeah. American Airlines refused to serve it to me. Nobody. Nobody. Wa- yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I know. I haven't I w- seen it. I was going to, but okay. then everybody was like, this is an awful movie, and so I'm like, oh, oh yeah. well. What's allow that? Garrick to tell you whether well, they were right. It yeah. currently has 16 percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Dang, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah, Nightcore has like 53. Uh, so yeah, I watched the entire movie. I'll, I'll say like, How long? there are parts to it that are movie parts that were <laughs> movie uh, parts. cinematically shot. I guess somewhat. Um, yeah, it was awful. I mean, <laughs> I, the, I think the worst part is like they they had Jared Harris, who's awesome, and Matt Smith, who's awesome, and Jared Matt Lennon Smith's was, in that. I didn't know that. Yeah, Matt Smith's in Speaking he's of like the a, Doctor Who, like the, uh, speaking of the, like he's the main villain. Speaking of the gender swapping British people characters, yeah, has Jared Leto, of course, who's just awful in every single way. Just terrible. Yeah, he, actor. I, there, he was good in a couple things and worse. <laughs> he's like, like a horrible millennial. in everything since. It's like a millennial Kevin Costner, basically. He's just terrible in everything. Other does. than the fact that you said Kevin Costner, I agree with you because he's like a millennial version of something bad. Kevin Costner. No. Same no. thing in every every movie. Just you act. clearly haven't seen Dallas Should- Buyers Club. <laughs> no, I haven't. Is he good in that? Actually, yeah, he's really good oh, in that. Okay. But he, it, it, but if you watch it, you'll understand how he was good in it, and then you'll be like, oh. How do you come back from that? Because it's pretty wild. You know what what sucks the most about the movie is there's there was a good framework there, like in the movie itself. Not necessarily like the Morbius uh, stories is okay, 
but like it's it's kind of starts with jared leto morbius and matt smith's character as as kids and they both had this blood disease and they're in this home that's run by jared harris right i do remember seeing this and they're kind of like you know when we grow up we're going to try to find a cure for this you know because you know they get bullied and they can't go outside and they have to get blood blood transfusions every day and all that stuff yeah just like all messed up so jared leto goes on to become a doctor and try actually finds a cure and he's like but it turns him into a vampire and he's like uh so matt smith is like you found the cure you gotta give it to me he's like i can't so there there is something there that should be touching you know like yeah these two kids growing up with this horrible disease and one of them finds the cure but won't give it to his best friend of all his life because yeah turn him into a even though he was even though he was the husband of the queen of england yeah but oh my god the ending is just awful so worse bad. worse than worse than uh what was that oh god i had a good i had what was the the <laughs> what was the, what was the movie that jj made that was trying to be like steven spielberg uh eight, oh, super eight super eight, super eight. thank yeah. you howie with the rescue it, yeah i feel like was, super eight's a perfect example of a movie that builds up really well and then just craps it the was bed. it was like that it's like Whatever small amount of emotional cash they stored up, they completely squandered. Yeah. And so you just don't give a shit. Like you just don't like they turn Matt Smith. Obviously he gets the serum, steals it, gives himself, comes a vampire. Yeah. He turns into a total dick. Like of course. for no reason. He's just like, I'm just going to go around killing people because you know, now I'm a vampire and that's what I do. Ha Take that. And it's like, Okay, you know, I did care for their relationship somewhat. That was the only, that was the one thin string that was keeping me. And then it just, you know, does the heel turn. You're like, oh, well, this is total shit. What is, what's with that when bad guys get, or like innocent, crippled, like, you know, people with debilitating conditions get like a life-saving thing. Then they're like, oh, I'm an asshole now. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jared Leto found a way to, like he, as a doctor, had created like, artificial blood and he realized he could sustain himself somewhat on like that. in true blood yeah but uh matt smith's like no i want the real blood no i'm gonna kill people and eat them it's like god man it's so stupid and then at the end the after credits are just the worst. just just fast forward to the after credits really i beg you because they are the worst after credits i have ever seen in my however old i'm i'm old i'm not gonna tell you but like ever really, you're, you're I like, don't <laughs> do they set up blade? No, they set up Michael Keaton as the vulture as vulture teaming up with, uh, I guess Morbius to do bad things. So at the end, like Morbius is kind of like an anti-hero. He's not, yeah. he's, he's not the bad guy. And then Michael Keaton's in jail. He gets sucked into the Spider-Man, uh, whatever dimensional thing that shoots you into another world from the spider the multiverse so he gets shot into morbius somehow gets all his shit back in that universe which they don't explain flies out to a desert finds morbius he's like let's get up to no good the end i'm like oh my god what the hell i don't even i think they just 80 yard his voice in like they just cut clips together because it sounds awful like and it's why so was stupid. why was Michael Keaton the through line on like three different Sony Marvel they're, movies? They're like trying to set up like a Sinister Six, but like 
Morbius character in this movie would have nothing to do with them because he's trying to be good. They've been trying he's to not- do that since the amazing Spider-Man. No one gives a yeah. fart about the Sinister. <laughs> like, like teasing the Sinister Six is just a, is just like now it's like how you throw the switch to cook their franchise. Just murder it. Yeah. Uh, but just please, I beg you, go watch that. After Let's not it. forget Paul Giamatti <laughs> as Rhino. Oh, that's right. <laughs> like, what were they oh. thinking? Bad CGI face on. Oh, my gosh. His face is like, like just smear murdered onto the screen. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That might actually that might have been. Oh, man, it's a toss up between that and this. Who had the worst credit scene? Oh, no, that was so bad. But oh, yeah, it's it's ever been as bad as people are saying. Wow. I'm actually kind of surprised I avoided it to this point. Maybe I'll yeah. commit to watching it this weekend. I need to watch. I need to watch some terrible movies this weekend. That's how I'm going to yeah. get through. Things I mean, right the now. the action scenes are okay, but they're just they do the slow motion thing, like fast to slow motion thing, where I'm like zip 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 slow motion, punch punch punch. Oh, you mean fast. like we learned nothing except what the like we went to Matrix One Hundred One, but we skipped Matrix Two Hundred One and Three Hundred One. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and the CGI is just awful terrible so, i'm glad yeah, check it out one of us finally watched morbius <laughs> I, i'm so thrilled and it wasn't me despite my best efforts <laughs> oh, god the first scene in the movie makes no sense in the context of the whole movie like i kept waiting for them to come back to that but it was only for the having bats fly around i'm like oh okay are we Speaking of like weird characters that, you know, superheroes that are kind of weird. Are we ever going to get another season of, uh, of Oscar Isaac Marvel land? What the hell was that called? Moon, moon, moon night. night. Are we ever getting another moon night? I don't know. I think, I think it's they, been canceled. Yeah. Are you just saying that or is there some truth <laughs> or to not, that? The, the only, have you heard anything? <laughs> the only truth. I've heard nothing. The only truth I have is something I can't reveal on this podcast. Oh, I forgot that you're sucking KK's dick. Yes, wow. Wow. He's the inside scoop to the uh, to the Disney criminal. Well, though, there's some the the, I can watch shows and then they have this little tag above them that says whether they're ended or they're canceled or how he gets the screeners for awards. I know what you're talking about. I didn't realize that. Uh, Oh, above it, it says canceled. Mm -hmm. So just saying, that's all. I I don't know if it truly is or not. I know what Howie's talking about too now, and I didn't realize that. That sucks. Eh, does it though? <laughs> it got, oh no 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 no! The no, last no, three no, episodes got interesting. It might have said ended. I mean, which means I'm glad the characters in the universe, which but... I think means it's not necessarily renewed. Yeah, I or just have limbo. I guess is the... I have yeah. no faith in Disney to know or promote what's good. Andor didn't promote it well. Moon Knight didn't get good and then didn't promote it well. I don't I don't think Disney knows it's a hole from a hole in the ground at this point, y'all. Well, speaking of a holes and holes in the ground, I've got another last one. Though. Oh, Lord, this guy's bringing I it. Am. Talking about poopy britches. So, is it MASH? Y'all know about vampires, right? Oh, I love vampires. Yeah, Morbius. Like is Morbius. Michael yes. Morbius. That's why this is the perfect spinoff from what you're talking about. Ooh, oh, let me guess. I, let me guess. Interview the Vampire. Yes. For real? Yeah. You want the new like one? The TV the show. TV show yep. Shut. I was totally joking. Yep. I I've watched, watched a few episodes. I've watched three, I lo- three or four episodes. I love the original so movie. 
And it got me to read all of at that po- like at this later point, all of the vampire chronicles that Anne Rice wrote to that day, this which involves different. a lot of gross things. <laughs> not just like, oh, blood. No, it's like, I'm just not going to go there on the podcast. It gets dirty in a in a way that people should not discuss, but I love them. So like the TV show then. Oh, is it? Because Okay. <laughs> At any point, does someone perform the act of cunnilingus on someone who is having Wait. their menses? What? Oh, not Jesus. Yet. What are we talking about? Exactly. <laughs> not yet. We're Maybe. talking about, I believe, uh, are we at Memnock the Devil? No, that was uh, that was the one about Antonio Banderas' character. What was his oh, name? This is, this is Louis. Louis de, de, de. No, not Louis. That's Armand? The, no, yeah, Armand. It was uh, Armand. Well, okay, the I'm vampire Armand. The, what I'm watching is it's Louis. Louis, Louis de, and, how do you say yeah, his name? Louis de The Point, the Pont. Yeah. Yeah. Which would have been which would have been Brad Pitt in the movie. Yes. But it's mixed race guy that well, I don't know. That's one of the, the this guy was one of the reasons why I was piqued my interest as well because he was from Game of Thrones. He was That is him. Yeah. I wasn't Wait. okay, that's that's worm yeah, whatever. Worm drive. Oh. No. <laughs> what? Gray worm. Gray worm. Yeah, oh, I thought him? he looked familiar. Oh man, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I'm so dumb. That's okay, one I can of see the it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, Louis he de looks, He looks different enough, and obviously completely different. He character. Has hair. Yeah, yeah, and he has <laughs> hair, and I'm assuming he has, you know, the bits and tackle or whatever. <laughs> the, the, the bits and the tackle. Look at berries. There you go. The, <laughs> no, I'm going with bits and tackle. <laughs> bits and tackle. Uh, Wedding tackle is what you meant. If yeah. you're going Austin the bits Powers. and something, it's like my wedding tackle, baby. Yeah, yeah. my twig and berries, some, my bits and pieces, bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the first I I enjoyed the first two episodes. Yeah, but they're a little slow for me. Yeah, they're super slow. Um, the third episode, it, like all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, okay, I can't. I, I really kind of want to watch the next one. Yeah. You know, so it, it started to pick up a little bit. Have you ever seen the movie? No, I haven't. Oh, in- I've been oh. wanting to, but I haven't. <laughs> Even it's, more interesting. Yeah. I have seen the movie and this, this isn't a reboot of that. Sure. It's more like, it's kind of a soft reboot, I guess. Did you read the books, Garrick? I've read, yeah, I read the interview and Vampire Lestat and I think, what was the next one? Armand, uh, Armand I came around. I think Armand came before. Oh the no, Damned. it was uh, Queen of Queen, Queen of, of the Damned. The Damned, yeah. Vampire Lestat the came after Queen of the Damned, right? It yeah. was. It was. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. It yeah, it was. It was uh, Interview the Vampire. Maybe then Queen of the Damned. Maybe then Armand, and then Vampire Lestat. I can't remember. They jump. It jumps around, so it's hard to remember what yeah. order they go in. Yeah, but this is like. Uh, it's like Interview with a Vampire exists in this universe, like the movie. But then he says, oh, you know, I told you the wrong story because you were drunk and I didn't trust you. Oh, weird. So here's the real story. I wondered if that's the, the take they were going. Weird. Yeah. Is it still Christian Slater? <laughs> no, but no. it's an old guy. Oh, really? That might be the same age. It could be Christian old Christian Slater. 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 Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same character. What was the, what was the, the dude's name? The guy is, is the, 
Oh, that guy. He's in everything. Uh, Daniel Malloy. Yeah, it's the same character Daniel Eric, Slater played. Bogensign. So he find he tracks down the same reporter and then tells him yeah. a new story. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, now that you're, because he becomes an accomplished journalist finally. Oh. And like, he's like, okay, now that you're legit, I'm going to tell you the actual story instead I, of talking with you. I had <laughs> no idea that was the premise of the show. That becomes a, a lot more interesting. And so yeah. far, it is, like I said, the fir- it's not like the first two episodes are bad. They're just yeah. slow and a little boring. Well, stat yeah. is like, Listen. like, for real scary as shit. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. So that's a lot of people who are really into the books complain about the movie. And I say the movie because I don't acknowledge Queen of the Damned or or the Vampire Lestat. Um, the that Tom Cruise was a terrible Lestat. I don't agree. But like I think Tom Cruise was an accomplished Lestat, like I could defend Tom Cruise's Lestat, but that's usually the big complaint because Lestat's actually very complicated as a character, and Tom Cruise doesn't mm-hmm. play super complicated. But it's 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 just a movie. I'm telling you what this. If but he, Tom Cruise is not that scary at all in interview in the like, movie. Like Lestat's supposed to be that like person who loves debauchery. Basically, well, right. Know, for, I mean, he, he changes obviously, but in the beginning, he's he's like this debauched vampire who is living up his immortality and they do that real well. And he has this, like the actor has this edge where it's just like, you know, he's just going to pounce it. He's got that coiled serpent. Yeah. Predator. Great, great phrase. Great description. Yeah. It's like any, you know, you're never safe around him, even when he's being charming. And that is what made the vampire chronicles. One of the main staples that made it so fascinating is that Lestat was tortured to the point where he didn't care. Like mm-hmm. he was so messed up that he just didn't care. And that was what made him so dangerous to the point where he then becomes so powerful that he can't even contemplate morality or mortality. Like he doesn't even understand it anymore. Yeah. And then that's, mm-hmm. that's obvious in this. Yeah. Oh, and, and that, now that, I'm getting excited. I was yeah, totally that, passive on this. That third episode, I believe it's the third. It might be the fourth. I can't remember how many we've watched. Uh, but yeah, you really see that come through in him. <laughs> Is that the one where he's? Did you eat the baby? Did you eat the baby? Was that the episode? That that might have been it. <laughs> Tell me you didn't eat the baby. <laughs> yeah, well, it's also the one where he controls all those army guys. Oh yeah, that was and brings up. them into the house. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, yep. Oh man, I can't wait it, now. Yeah, it's. I'm. Like I said, I'm really now, I'm looking forward to watching more like, and more. Seriously, I think that the character of Lestat through, in the books, and I, and again, I, I enjoy the movies, but in the books, the character Lestat is one of the greatest hypothetical character studies ever. That's why I'm, I, I love the series, because yeah, it's I, like, what happens when you are so corrupted that there's not even a sense of corruption? Corruption's not even a thing, because none of it matters. There's no... There's no there's no recompense. There's no anything. There's no circumstances. None of it matters what yeah. happens to your soul. Yeah. Yeah, I think, again, it's a little early to tell, but I think you will really I like that. I do like Gray Worm. Too. So, yeah, and yeah. he does a phenomenal job, in my opinion, so far. Just yeah. the way he's playing his character. I mean, I liked Brad Pitt, too. but he was a little chubby-cheeked at the time, if I'm being honest. <laughs> 
If I'm being honest with you guys. Yeah, like, I know why I'm, that, like, I'm like Donald Trump nasal. If I'm being honest with you guys. <laughs> Grey Worm, like in that show, he has such a swagger. Oh. Too. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, a completely, it's nice to see him in a completely different character. And you're like, okay, no, this, this guy has chops. Now, yeah. Louis' story is one of the few that doesn't really advance that much throughout the series that she wrote. Do you have any impression of at this point, whether you think if it's successful, that would they continue with Lestat's story or someone else? Because Louis is really just Lestat adjacent. When it this comes is, to yeah. this is focused right now is definitely heavy Louis. Yeah. An interview with the vampire yeah, should so- be, should be. It's, but it's but this whole alternate to, like this is how it really went thing has me kind of like yeah, intrigued. This, I, I it's too early to tell where they could go with it. And I, obviously, they could probably go anywhere they wanted to. But yeah, it, I don't know. I, just, so, I don't know yet. So a few days ago, because we're moving, I decided that I was going to reduce the number of collectibles and books that I have. Oh. So I went through my shelves and shelves of Star Wars stuff and I picked, I said, I've got one box, whatever, whatever I want to fit in this box. This is the max this is all I can take. So I got my Timothy Zahn books, right? My Michael Stackpole books, some Lego, like Stormtrooper helmet kind of stuff. My only my favorite black series, uh, a box full of my old die cast titaniums, which are the first things I really started collecting a handful of action figures, like uh, the Cad Bane that Garrett gave me, right? Woo! Yeah, that's not going to not go, right? And I, I got it all in, and now I'm thinking I need to just go grab all my Anne Rice books off the shelf and throw them in the box because <laughs> there's just a little room at the top. Because I like, I'm not taking any of my Jim Butcher books, any of my, you know, all that. Like, but now I'm thinking, oh, those Anne Rice books are really good. You guys have wetted my palate. I'm gonna have to watch the show. Yeah, you, I, I want you to because I like want to talk this because. I'm obviously for this story, like brand new. Yeah, like I'm freaking out, like weird. Because there was a time where a bunch yeah. of us were reading them. I've I've heard you talk about these before. Yeah, uh, but they had nothing to go on, and now I'm actually getting this story into it, and so it'd be kind of interesting to see hear you guys talk about it in contrast to what what's before. Yeah, you know, so that would be kind of fun. It's crazy how philosophical she goes, especially as Anne Rice started like circling back around to her Catholic roots. And so she started writing that heavily oh. into it. Like, there's like a, actually a Catholic scene. Actually. Oh, yeah. But like, <laughs> yeah. like reconciling, reconciling the like sort of like absolute hedonistic vampire thing that she created with like the Catholic guilt thing that was from her roots. Like, it's a really interesting. It, if anything, it's actually an interesting character study into the author with the art oh, that the story takes yeah. it's fascinating before she started writing like non like pseudo nonfiction fiction jesus books and then went back to writing vampire stuff she's a she's a she's a I'm is she always, still alive i don't think so uh, i feel no like she idea. kicked it a few years ago but i don't remember for sure i've always i shouldn't say i've always but for a long time i've had a fascination with just vampire stuff yeah dude underworld we were all hot for that stuff. And that under right around that time is when I was reading all these, all her books was when underworld came out. So, oh, anyway, yeah. we've been going for a long time. It's time to wrap this up. Y'all yeah, bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's here. Died December 11th, 2021. That's what I thought. Oh, oh that's, that's yeah. only a year and change. Yep. 
I, I, but I, I felt like I remembered the fact that she passed away. So yeah, and Rice still kicking it, still rock repping it hard. What? She's not kicking it. We're kicking it oh. for her. <laughs> we're repping it. I'm like, did you not hear what I just she, said? She, <laughs> she kicked it. We're kicking it. Okay, gotcha. on her behalf. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of Fly Casual. Please, once you go out to betterkind.com, join us on our Discord. Wherever you get the podcast, give us a nice rating. We reach more listeners just like you. But we are going to tie this one off because it's been a big one. Yes, sir. Thank you all for joining us. And thank you, Michael. Yes. For not dying. For taking care of business. <sighs> <laughs> and then, yeah, also not dying. We appreciate that, I guess. <laughs> Don't you go dying on me. Don't you do it. <laughs> thank you, Howie. You know what? Thumbs I've been watching. Up. I've been watching all these YouTube uh, full episodes of What's My Line from like the '60s. You remember that old sitcom where like people would, like guess what's your line of work? They'd ask you oh. yes or no questions, and then we have a mystery guest like a celebrity, and they have to put their blindfolds on. And at the end of every episode, they'd be like, "They're like, good night, Francine. Oh, good night. You know, whatever. Like, good night. They all just say good night to each other, like it's the freaking Waltons or whatever. So, good night, Howie. Good night, Corey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and across the pond, good night, Garrick. Good night, uh, you. Good night, Mike. Mike. Good night. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Jelly. Good night, Garrick. Good night, Moon. Good night, Good night, old ladies whispering hush. (laughs) Good night, good night. Good night, Count Chocula. Oh, Chocula. Nighty night. Good night, nurse.